Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sacred Space Podcast. My name is Gina Stockton, and I am excited for the second half of my interview with Ruth Ruckel. Ruth and her husband Orion are the founders of Abide Ministries in San Diego. It's a worship movement uh, that started in their home. And uh, she told the story of the journey of saying yes to God and just the really giant dream that God had given her and her husband, the huge risks they took to step into that dream, but then how they had to kind of lay down their idea of what that dream was so that God could unleash something larger. Uh, In the first interview, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it. Ruth is really honest about her own journey and how God had to really prepare her and do work on her for her to be able to step into what was coming. We left off in a little bit of a cliffhanger, a moment where it seemed like everything had lined up and finally there was fruit for all the sacrifice and then the bottom fell out a little bit and they found themselves in um, a split with the church that they were attending and a really painful departure uh, where they were kind of, they lost all their friends and their people group and their spiritual community and were left in a, a place that was very hard. And yet God met them there and used that situation to propel them into what was next. So I hope that you are encouraged by this. I really want you to listen. There's some really key things here. As you wrestle through the things that God's placed in you, I hope that you find encouragement, uh, maybe challenge, and um, hope to hang on and to trust Jesus fully with all that you are, all that he's given you, and all of the things that you don't see or know yet. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the sacred space. Our experience with that place ended abruptly, and for us, unfavorably. Um, it was, it was, uh, and it was a. It was a moment in time where a situation could have taken us out or propelled us forward mm, um, because people are still people and we're still growing, Yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm still growing. I still don't understand that I'm a challenger. Yeah. I still don't understand that I'm a truth giver, even though I know it in my head, but what's spoken from people around me. I love you for, I love you because you're honest. I love you because you speak truth. I love. And so, because I also believe was one of my top five strengths. I'm like, I, I, why would I have no reason to believe you? And my truth at this point, isn't coming out laced with bitterness or unforgiveness. It's literally laced with like, I love you. Like, you know, my heart now, this has been a couple years of healing and process. So it's not the old Ruth anymore. It's it's a different Ruth, visibly different. But what I also learned in that season is people love truth until they don't. It's mm, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. There's nothing you can do about that. It doesn't mean that I need to change. It meant that 
I had nobody um, mothering and fathering me through a difficult situation and spiritual things that I was seeing and didn't have words for and didn't have language for and didn't have understanding around. So, I mean, it was such a great learning experience and it sucked at the moment, but it, it propelled us into where we are now, which is abide. We came out of that season and we had, we lost another people group um, after seven. I mean, we lost everybody. We had nobody that would come and be our friend anymore. And, um, and this isn't a sob story. This is a God story because we looked at each other and we said, well, what, what's important to us? What do we really value? And I said, look, I have been conferencing for 10 years I have been going to Bethel and we've been going to all the Bethel worship nights. We've been doing all of these things because I'm, I'm really wanting to be in the presence of God. I'm wanting to cultivate that. And I said, I feel like at this point I should be able to do that. Right. Yeah, like, you don't need to go to a conference. I mean, conferences are great and we, and they're awesome for learning, but if you don't ever use what you learn in a conference, you're mm. like a dead sea. It just kind of goes in and never comes out. Yes. And amen. That's what they're meant for. They are meant for you to go back and be a catalyst for change in your community, not to go to another conference. And it, but it also doesn't mean that you're supposed to go and try to replicate right. that in, you know, so many people go to a conference and then they come back and they try to be that mm-hmm. ministry or that thing or that community in their place. And right. that doesn't translate. It's, those are meant to fuel you, to encourage you, to bring you closer to Jesus, to expose the things that need to be exposed and dealt with, to give you courage and trust in who God actually is and who you are so that you can fully be that totally. where you're planted. Totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. And knowing that, I mean, knowing your city, knowing your region and knowing your metron, the people that you're called to influence is super key because we could come back. I mean, I could have said, let's do it. I, my worship night needs to replicate all of the Bethel experiences I've had because they do it so well. I want to do that. And in one aspect, I said, what they do well is cultivate the presence. And so I want to do that. I want to cultivate the presence, but understanding what that looks like from the people that God has placed around me from with their capacity and with where we're at um, as a city is going to look very different than it's going to look in Reading. And I can't, I can't even compare. It's not even apples to apples. So we said, let's do a worship night. And then it's like, it seemed so easy. (laughs) It seemed like, yes, let's do this. We have no community no one that who, who do we know that would even say yes and come and but we knew Lane and Laura I had reconnected with them randomly at a baby shower a year before and then they had dinner with us and they encouraged us in our pursuit of all things holy spirit and yeah. in fact I still have a card on my refrigerator from Laura that I got um the December prior to everything that went down with us that said we're so proud of you we love you and we're for you and we've got your backs. Yeah. And I was like, so I knew in that moment, I'm like, they play instruments and they've got our backs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call them. <laughs> and so we called them. And then a few other people that, you know, we knew from our, our old people group, we weren't super close to them <clears throat> and they would not have ever known what was going on with us if we didn't verbally tell them. So we just said, Hey, these, these are anointed people. Let's see if they'll say yes. And they all said yes. Mm, So we get them all together 
And we start doing practices and we're, you know, we're like, God's in this. And I'm like, what are we going to even call this? And Orion's the one that actually came up with Abide. I was like, that's a stupid name. I was just like, <laughs> Abide? It sounds like we're going to go to bed. Like, and because he had it with these like green pastures and all this stuff. And we had to go to bed. I'm that's like, funny. whatever. But uh, I, I have to get over myself a lot. So just so you guys all feel very encouraged. I am daily getting over myself <laughs> daily good. and that's God good. still uses me to impact a city. Yeah. There you go. That's good. Take that one. Yeah. So Orion came up with that and it stuck. And so we're getting ready where we have these practices. We're like, oh, this is so easy. God is so in this. It's amazing. And then two days before we actually, um, have our worship night, we get calls from both of the musicians that were singing and bringing all of the equipment. And they said, sorry, we don't know what's happening with you and this place, but we're not allowed to partner with you. If wow. We, if we do, we won't be welcome. Basically, they weren't going to be welcome to do worship with this place. And they were 86 out. And I'm sitting there like, we lost everything. I call Laura and I'm like, ah, and she goes, oh, honey, it's okay. You can be mad right now, but <laughs> this is what God showed me because here's how God sets you up for success. In that, remember, remember, if we backtrack a little, God said, just say yes to me, right? Yeah. So in saying yes, it means doing a lot of things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them, like That's driving good. to Carlsbad on a Friday night for a house concert in someone's home that you don't really know because Laura asked you to because she thinks you need to meet them. And that's how I met Roy and Christine Cochran. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to be here. And what am I doing? But Laura said, come. So I'm here. Well, we connected with them the weekend prior. And, you know, Laura's telling them all about what we're doing and all this stuff. And we had a connection. And so when Laura called, she says, oh, I already called Roy. He's bringing musicians down and he's got all this equipment. And it's just <laughs> going to work out exactly the way that it's supposed to, honey. Don't you worry about a thing. And I'm just like, oh, Okay. And it did. It literally, yeah. they came, Roy shows up and he's like, oh, hey. And he it was his joy to be there. We had no idea what we were doing. We just knew we wanted to cultivate the presence and we did it. And it was incredible. I think we had scorpions bite someone that night. We had our, all of our chickens got killed by raccoons that night. Wow. Um, like I'm telling you, you don't know the curses that people have put out over you. So after that night, they, Laura says, hey, I think you should walk your property and pray over it because right, yeah. you actually don't know the words that have been spoken out against you guys. Um, and so just do that for me. And we did that. And I'm nothing. We've never had a problem since. Wow. Like not anything to write home about. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Abide started with that one night and those people saying yes and the right people saying yes. Yeah. The rest is just sort of like, trial and error, I feel like a lot of times we get stuck in needing to do, needing to have everything worked out and figured out before we start. It's almost like we never start. Yeah, it's good. It's good. There's a couple of things that um, I don't want to breeze past. First of all, it's a seemingly risky thing to dream with God, <laughs> but a powerful thing to dream with God. And there's a couple of things that, you know, um, 
there's themes I've, I'm finding. This is my second season of Sacred Space. And the first season, there were themes that kept coming up and things that God kept showing me. So um, the theme this time is about um, expectation. It's about dreaming with God and having great expectation while holding how that manifests in the process and what it looks like very loosely so that A, we aren't disappointed because we think it should look like this, but it doesn't. It looks like this over here too, so that we don't miss the beauty and the miracle that's happening in front of us because we're so busy thinking it needs to be something over here and we're completely missing the ball, you know, and the verse that God gave me, Jeremiah 33, two and three, thus says the Lord who made it, who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. And I'll add yet. (laughs) And then God started challenging me in October of this year. Gina, start thanking me for what you don't know yet. Because I do. (laughs) Such a good word. And there's something really profound about the fact that you had this dream and this idea to tear down your house and rebuild it, but you had your own expectation and plans on what that was for and what it was looking like. That right. you, you you were building this for where you were now. God was building this for where he was taking you. Right. And um, there's just something so beautiful about saying yes to him. Mm-hmm. Even, even when we're in that imperfect place, even when we're still getting all the things worked out because like you said, those are getting worked out through our whole life. This sanctification, this transformation, this um, being transformed more and more into the image of Jesus is a lifetime pursuit, (laughs) right? Until we're standing with him face to face. And so if we wait until we're quote unquote ready, ready spiritually, ready maturity wise, ready, then we're never going to go. And that's not to say... um, to run ahead of God, you know, you need to have the wisdom to know when, when God's speaking, when he's not, but the beauty is that he redeems all of it. And he turns our dependence and our surrender, our repentance, all of those things into something beautiful. That's him working all things together for our good and for totally. his glory. That's totally. him taking Joseph who says the truth without wisdom and brags to his brothers about a, <laughs> about a dream and gets thrown in a pit. But then that pit leads to, eventually him having this place of incredible influence and it, and even in that place of influence, um, he has to wrestle with God in his heart and his, his own bitterness and all the things so that he can be a vehicle of blessing right back to his family. Right. Um, so that's super powerful. And I just want to encourage people, like if you have a dream, first of all, it, it isn't always meant for within the four walls of the church. Let's redefine that sentence. The church is people. It's me and Gina sitting here on this podcast. Yes. It's not necessarily meant for the structure that you attend on a Sunday morning, right? which is totally, I'm not, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying we are, the people are the church. So yes. Yes. Well, and it's significant those four walls, that gathering, that corporate gathering is powerful and significant, but it's meant to equip you and shore you up so that you can go out and be the church in the community because those communities, when they stay within those four walls, aren't going to transform a community. Right. They're not going to transform the world, but when they empower people to be healthy in their understanding of God and their identity, then there's no stopping what God can do. And that's, whether it's your 
home and you're in construction and you can build a place that can be a place for, of meeting or whether you are an attorney, you're on stat, staff at a law firm and you can bring the light of Christ into very dark places. There's, there's a purpose for how God made you. There's a purpose for how he designed you. And there's a purpose for where he's placed you, right. which is super powerful. So I just want to encourage you with that, whatever your dream is, whatever your gifting is, um, wherever you are planted, lean in and listen to the heart of the father who made you because he has something for you. He wants to, he's, it's an invitation to partnership, right? Yeah, it is. And be encouraged. Like you don't have to have it all figured out. I mean, gosh, we still are figuring things out. I've had to overcome a lot of fear. I'm a very fear-based person. That was a very big overtone in my home growing up. And I was still sitting under so much rejection until I wasn't, until I recognized that. And I was. it was funny because we were having dinner with Henry and Heather one night around the fire pit. And I'm like, what is this even all for? Why are we doing a bite? I feel like we're supposed to quit. Like, I don't, what's, where's this going anyway? And Henry's like, are you freaking kidding, Ruth? Like, what is your problem? Like, <laughs> and you need friends that you need people that will do that in your yeah. life that will go like, here's what I see for you. Here's where I see yeah. God taking this. And here's what I see God doing. Just keep going. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I guess I can. But then I sat with Maria and I got some more deliverance. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to get out from this because we've, been prophesied over that we're going to speak into those who who don't have a place or don't belong or who have been rejected. And I can't speak in to someone. I'm limited with my voice if I'm sitting under the same thing they're sitting under. It's mm, good. So I got that dealt with, and that's a daily battle, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's all dealt with, and now I never feel rejected. But I understand when that feeling comes oh, that's not God because like I'm so loved and I have all this going on around me. So I know I don't sit in rejection anymore. It's not that I don't experience it. I don't sit in it. Yeah. Let's, I want to, I want to, I don't want to breeze past that because something we talked about before we started recording was um, the fact that, yeah, um, you, you just breezed over it a little bit, but you had a super painful kind of split from a church that you were in and a, a community that you were, you in you were in and there were some hard things for you. And if any of us are in church, in ministry, especially serving on staff or whatever, you are in an imperfect place with imperfect people. And eventually you're going to get hurt. Eventually. <laughs> you just are. Um, and that can be difficult and traumatic and you can be very justified in your pain and, and the things that, um, whether intended to bring pain or not, can be very difficult and very harmful and very hurtful. Um, like you said, that can either um, uh, shut you down or propel you. Um, but in order for it to propel you, it requires something of you. It requires you to be able to face your pain. It requires you to be able to sit in that place and and let the Holy Spirit speak to you and choose right. to allow healing to come. Choose to uh, uh, renounce and repent from a, a, a aligning yourself with offense and bitterness and not staying in that place because you can't, the foundation, if, if abide was built on the foundation of offense and bitterness. Oh my gosh. And this is just a people for all of us. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, disgruntled Christians to come and, you know, excuse me, screw the church. This right. is where we're going to be. Cause, cause we can complain. Then, then it's going to be 
poisoned, right? right. It's going to be marred. That foundation won't be strong. And eventually it's, it's going to come back in on itself. So in order for us to be able to partner with the purity of what Jesus is calling us to and partnering with his vision, then we have to lay our stuff down. We have to trust him and know he's the safe place to take all of that junk and know that his love is sufficient to heal and bring deliverance. So that like you just said, if you don't deal with your stuff, then you can't be a voice of influence in that area. Right. Not at all. I mean, you're going to, you, it is true. Um, it is true. You attract what you are until you aren't that anymore. Mm, um, and so in 2018, we had the Craig Muster and his crew come. That was the first time we'd brought someone different in to lead, right? So up until that point, we'd had Henry and, you know, all the people in his circle, which is awesome. It's, it was exactly what I needed to make me feel safe, which is I needed to feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know, God yeah. is so cool. So Henry Henry was great because I, it was like a, I felt safe. I'm like, I know someone's coming. I know he loves us. I know this is good. I knew all these things. And um, and then until I didn't know. And then I just, Rick, I, Rick calls me one day and he's like, what do you want? And I said, well, I really would like Craig and Carlette Muster to come lead because I said, I love what they carry. And so we we kind of connected with the Musters briefly before lead they came and led. So they came and prior to them showing up, we'd have anywhere from like 75 to maybe like 100 people coming to the house. And mind you, I did not have friends when we started this. They came and that night something broke open in the spirit. It was really probably one of the most powerful times. I think it was really powerful when Henry first started with us. Something broke then. And then to get to another level, someone else had to come and break something else. And they were the people that did that. We had probably 150 people. We could not believe the amount of people we had. We're like, what the heck is going on, God? Rick was so excited. I mean, he calls me the next day. Do you want to plan out the rest of the year? Of wanna- and I was like, um, I don't even, I'm still deciding if I want to commit to this. Like, <laughs> And you're asking me for the rest of the year? And he says, well, let's get the dates on the calendar. And then like, I mean, he literally was just like on it. And I'm sitting there with God like, God... I, I mean, wow. And God said to me, he said, Ruth, he said, you can keep doing things the way that you're doing them. Super organic, super fly by the seat of your pants and, you know, plan it when it works. Because we were about once every two months, you know, had to go out a little further. We could, because it was just organic. He said, and I will bless your house always. You will have a blessed house. He said, or you can put some structure around what I'm doing and I can bless the city. What, what do you want? I love that. Um, and that's something I, I want to stop again. I want to pause there because I don't think people realize that a lot of times God gives us a choice. Yeah. Like he'll let you stay right where you are if that's, you know, and he'll bless it. Yeah, totally. He's, you know, um, but then he'll say, or we could do this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yes. and, and it, he's a gentleman. Like that's what, that's what free will is. That's, that's the beauty of relationship. There's this invitation, but there's also this, um, but if you want to do that, you can, 
you know, I'll, I'll be with you. Yeah. It was funny. Um, I resigned um, from the church I was at a couple of years ago and um, the Lord just called us out and um, there were reasons why I was, I was ready to be called out, but you know, called us out. It was a big step of faith. You know, it was a, it was a paycheck and I had, we had insurance when I was there and um, didn't really feel like I was supposed to go out and try to get a job at another church. And, um, and God didn't say, go get a job. We really felt like there was ministry that, that he was going to do that was different. And so um, I was already itinerant more with worship leading and leading different places and had my prayer training, you know, just different things I was doing, but both Norm and I were like, yeah, you're not supposed to go grab a job yet. And, but that season for that first year, especially God was really working a lot of fear out of me and insecurity. And I'm a, you know, almost 50 year old woman for crying out loud, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I have to say? What do I have to do? Where's my authority? Just, a you know, so much stuff. Talk about rejection, right. unwanted, like all those things that I was working through. And I have a mentor, Bruce, who actually you've met He's with a awesome. few times. who's amazing. And, and I remember one time I was just so freaking out about something. And I honestly don't remember what it was. And he said, he said, well, Gina, if that's, if that's what you want to do, you should just, you never should have left the church. You should have stayed there. I mean, God, God would have let you do that, you know? And I was just like, wait, what? you know, or <laughs> why don't you just go get a job and go, you know, do all this stuff for somebody else, you know? And, and he's like, you can, like God will let you do that. Yeah. It's fine if yeah. that's what you want to do. And, but I just remember being so like, Oh, I mean, uh, you know, it was yeah. just this, like I, it was forcing me to that place of, am I going to, do I trust God enough to say yes? Yeah. Even when you don't know what you're saying yes to. Yeah. Do I trust God enough um, that I can take a step and he's going to be there when I step? Right. Right. Um, that's a big, that's a big deal. And, and, yeah. and the other thing I love too is, is I love how God, um, starting back with that sitting at Bethel and hearing that, hearing Bill Johnson and, and the Lord saying, you don't love people, Ruth, <laughs> to you um, as a sales manager. Like this isn't about, like you had no idea where you would be sitting right here right now, but God did. Okay. God did. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the Gina, Ruth, start thanking me for what you don't know Come yet on. because I do, yeah. because I do. And so because I know what's coming, right here as a sales manager in this place, I'm going to teach you how to love. Yeah. And I'm going to give you free leadership training <laughs> and teach you how to be a leader. I'm teach I'm you how to be a leader. Every, I'm going to teach you everything. How, I'm going to teach you how to have difficult conversations. People's personalities. That's when I first learned about personalities. I'm going to teach you how to deal with the fact when people, when you start receiving healing and others don't like how to deal with that. And when people say no, yeah. Yeah. What no actually means. Sometimes it means no. Sometimes it means not now. Not yet. Yeah. 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 So like just to see his hand, to see him moving and all of those things were preparation. All of those things were laying a foundation so that you could, right? right. So that you could. And and then his his love and his care to bring you he doesn't give us more than we can handle. It feels like he does sometimes. Right. When you're in the middle of um, your house being, you know, 
Oh my gosh. Upside down and in the middle of financial hardship and all of that thing. But then his faithfulness and his love to bring you a Henry, to bring you that safe place and those safe people to lay that foundation. And then, okay, we've done this for a while. Now let's bring in the next, let's go to the next level. Let's bring in Rick and Maria. Okay. Now let's bring in Craig and Carlette, you know, and yeah, just and it all started love. with Roy. Roy yeah, broke something, yeah. then Henry broke something new, yeah, it's then good. the Musters broke something new. So good. Yeah. 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 And everyone has a purpose, everyone, and and then not to get, um, to learn to be okay with when those people come and they have their role and then they move on because they're not, their job isn't to right. stay here and set up, set their tent peg here. Their job was to come and help bring provision and bring encouragement and supplies and reinforcement and go, you good? Okay, now I'm going to go do that somewhere else. God said to me, do you want my presence for two months or do you want it for a lifetime? And I said, a lifetime. And he says, well, if you'll be diligent building this foundation of vulnerability, authenticity, trust Trust and love, he said, then whenever I choose to pour all of me out, you'll be able to sustain revival for a lifetime. And I was like, oh, okay. Because what I think happens is we are chasing after a moment or we're chasing after a feeling and God is looking for a firm foundation. We just said, okay, we're going to be diligent with this foundation. And everything we do, if it doesn't come into alignment with those core values, we're going to 86 it. We're just going to get rid of it. And we're going to be so focused on just, Lord, this is the foundation we're laying so that when our worship leaders walk in, it's easy for them. Because all we've been doing is cultivating these core values and cultivating, because those are the foundations of freedom. And I want free people, free thinkers, I don't need everybody to think like me. I don't need everybody to do what I'm doing. So understanding that abide is an apostolic house where when I say that, what I mean is very few people are actually going to be with us for a lifetime. Yeah, Most people are going to come in for a season and then they're going to go out and become greatness. Yeah, Right? And that's hard for me because you start to love people and you get attached and you're like... Yeah. But but when you understand that, just because you're not in my house doesn't mean you're not in my life. Well, and that's kingdom, right? Right. That's king. Correct. And he called us to build the kingdom. Yeah. And so we're practicing what that looks like. And I don't have it all figured out. And I don't have it all right. You know, we just go one worship night at a time. We did a vision night this year for the first time because the Bible also says without vision, people will perish. So yeah. a lot of people don't know what to attach themselves to with Abide because it's not it's not what they've always known. Um, and so it's like, well, what do we do? So in that moment when I said yes to God, I, okay, I will I will put structure around what we're doing. I started, that's all the unfun things, the websites, the 501c3s, the mar- all the things that you're like, yeah. I'm like, but you know what's cool is even in doing that, I knew someone that did marketing. I knew someone that had put together nonprofits. I knew someone that had, did websites. He gave me all the resources because of all the people that were already in my life that I knew yeah. and made it affordable, right? Because you know, as you know, Gina, those things yeah. can get very expensive. Yeah. And um, and so I started doing – I started in structure for me until that point. So just my journey – with always coming out of all these structures on Sunday mornings, I was like repulsed by the word structure. 
until I had a friend in ministry she they run um, Rancho de Sus Niños or the mission down in Mexico. She says, Ruth, I want you to understand that structure is not a bad word. Yeah. And she yes, said, and um, she said, what it allows God to do is it allows him to work within something, right? Boundaries bring freedom. Right. And so I was like, I know you're right in what you're saying, but I've been so wounded by structure. Yeah. So I had to get healing around what structure meant versus the theology that I was taught. When I did, I realized that God was giving me the blueprints to bless a city. So we communicated that really clearly this year for the first time in that we our heart, yes, worship, but our family dinner started last year because I, God said, how do you capture people? We've been pastored to death. Now we need to be mothered and fathered in love. And mm-hmm. so Orion and I, we're not we're not professional pastors. We have not gone to seminary. We've not done any of these things. I'm a mom of three kids. I have teenagers and he's a builder. So he builds and I mother. And it's like, God doesn't need you to go and do all of these great theological things. Should you know your Bible? Sure. Should you, out of relationship with him, not out of duty. Should you have encounters? Absolutely. Should you pursue the great things of God? Yes. But he'll use who he's built you to be. I was built to be a mother. I was built to be a kid. The thing I can't stand the most is mothering. I'm so good at it. Like I got into it going, this isn't that amazing. I don't love little, what is, what am I? But that was also part of my brokenness. You know, I mean, God had to heal that aspect of me so that I knew how to properly mother what was coming my way and love them and see them, see who is in front of me, regardless of, of everything they bring or everything they say, it's like, oh, okay, I know who you really are and give them space, just space to be be them. And Orion builds. He just keeps building. Like we needed a bathroom. He built a bathroom for Abide. We needed a guest bedroom. He built a guest bedroom. We needed, <laughs> I mean, he just builds. And and I mean, he he does more than that. I mean, he's learning how to father and 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 lead walks hand in hand with men. And men especially especially need a place, a safe place where they can just be super vulnerable and like get out all of their garbage. And so he's creating that with a group of men. He's got a men's group now that he does every other week. And it's not, and no one, it's not just for anyone to show up in because creating safety means that every man in the group has to be okay with someone new coming in because they're choosing vulnerability. And it's really beautiful what God is doing with these men and with my husband and in teaching him and walking him through and healing parts of him. So this is, Abide is, it's as much about God desiring connection with Orion and myself in authentically in who he's designed us to be as it is about him wanting that with an entire city of people. Yeah. 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 It's good. Thank yeah. you for being here. Appreciate you. God bless you and Orion and your home and all the things that you're saying yes to. And um, it's good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, in your sacred space. <laughs> From a dream to build a place for people to gather in their home for events or 
Bible study or whatever to abide a worship movement that not only is worship nights every six weeks and then a family dinners and homes all across the city, but now worship nights and family dinners and homes all across the country are starting to spring up. The power of saying yes to God. But more than that, I think it's it's the power of letting him expose your junk and dealing with it so that you can step in and not be weighted down with insecurity and fear, not be tethered by doubt and offense, not be shackled by unforgiveness and bitterness and carrying around the pain and trauma of past experiences, but allowing God to meet you in those places, expose the things that need healing, that need restoring, that need repentance. And in humility and surrender and dependence saying yes. I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you're challenged. I hope that it makes you dream. I hope it makes you dust off some ideas that you've had that you've just kept pushing aside or put on a shelf because you thought, how dare I even consider? Because God considers great things and he's inviting you to so much. He'll let you stay where you are. You can. Or you could choose to step further, to go deeper, to take a bigger risk, and to say yes to him. Hey, if you want some more information about Abide, you can visit them at abidesd.org. Follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook, and join us for a worship night coming up May 22nd. I believe it'll be streamed on Facebook. You can find out more information about that on all of their social platforms and at their website. I hope that you are encouraged by the Sacred Space podcast. And if you are, would you let us know? You can click the link in the episode notes and email us or rate and review us. But I would just love to hear what God's doing in and through you as you listen to this podcast. If you would like to make a donation to help support the production of this podcast, you can click the link in the episode notes, or you can visit our website at GinaStockton.com and click the donate button in the top right-hand corner. Stockton Ministries is a nonprofit and it is a tax-deductible donation. Well, I hope that you are hanging in there in the middle of this season. I hope that you are intentionally coming into and being aware of God's presence, hearing his voice and allowing him to be with you, to speak to you uh, and to move through you. God bless you. Have a great week.